And so it is. Dear teachers, Shambra, that we continue the energy of our gathering. Before we get into the questions and answers, I want to simplify the discussion we just have. You have to understand that when we come in to speak with you from our side, sometimes we will go on and on and on. <laughs> because we simply enjoy being in your energy. Other times it does take a certain amount of um, what you would measure in a time system to deliver and work with the energies that um, we've intended to work with on the day. If you want to summarize what we have just talked about in this show together, is the fact that the teaching is much more encompassing than what you might have imagined. Many of you were looking at it from a very surface standpoint, thinking about being in front of classes with other humans. That is only a small, small part of it. You are also teaching, working with your original angelic families, the ones you left eons of time ago. You went off on your own journey. You went off to, to learn and to eventually teach. You came here to Earth to learn very valuable lessons that have to do with energy and all the cosmos. You put yourself in a kind of a suspended state of being here, trapped in a physical body and a very slowed down energy, so that you could go back through and understand so many of the things that happened when you were in the angelic realms. You put yourself here so that you could develop the understanding and have the empathy and compassion to deal with the issues that your celestial family is having or would have, particularly at the point when they began to awaken again. And that is happening now. That is where Kathumi has been. He has been working in advance of the work that you will be doing with your celestial families as well. So there is much more to this work of being a teacher than just the other humans that you are working with here on Earth. We're going to be working, teaching your celestial families as well. When Saint Germain went through the initiation order for the Crimson Circle on Earth, it impacted many of you in different ways. And one of the reasons it impacted you, it sometimes even brought out a level of um, of fear, was that because you realized this is what you came here for, as the culmination of hundreds or sometimes thousands of lifetimes here on Earth, to learn those things about energy and about understanding yourself as a sovereign being, as God also, so you could then work as a teacher with those who are from your angelic family. That brought up many issues because some of you are wondering if you're truly ready. Some of you have so forgotten who you are and why you came here. You have a hard time accepting the fact that we say that you were the equivalent of royalty with your angelic family. Sometimes you are thrown off balance by that. You're not sure how to deal with it or handle it. That's why we took a while today to unravel, to unwrap that energy, 
again to gently remind you of the entire reason why you left your angelic home and what you're doing here on earth now. So with that, we would be delighted to answer your questions. Tobias, we've had some direct contact with Shamba and Israel, and as you can imagine, there's a lot of distraction going on, and they would like some input as to what good, really, Shamba would be doing right now in Israel. The important thing for Shamba and Israel, a land that I'm very familiar with, is to understand that this conflict that is going on there has so many variables to it, but at its core it is it is a family argument. It is from the angelic family of Hapuru. You are you are part of this whole family bickering and family argument that's taking place. It goes back eons of times ago where we've talked about this in our in our sessions in Israel several years ago. There is an energy or a a suppressed tension that has to come out now. All energy seeks resolution, and particularly as we transition into a new era, into a new energy, this, these old energies have to come up. The best thing for Shambra in Israel to do right now is to continue doing your work, your service, is to step forward to be the teachers right now not to shy away, not to hide. If you choose to stay in Israel, it is about being teachers. It is important right now, even in the land of Israel, which we are not against going to at this point, it is important to <laughs> put your energies together. You've let yourself get uh, very um, fractured. You've left have many divisions within the energy of Shambra and Israel. You are a reflection of the energy of the family of Hapuru. If you want to move forward, put your energies together. Let go of your individual agendas. Understand that if you if you come together as Shambra, open a service center, open a Shambra University in Israel, that you'll be doing more for consciousness than, than just about anything else you can do. It's a difficult situation there, and we're not fortune tellers. There's nobody who can prophesize what's going to happen, even from one day to the next. If there is temporary peace inflicted by the outside community, it will be temporary. Hopuru has to find their own solutions. As much like the short story that we told before, of the queen who went off to try to solve family problems, and it didn't work. The family didn't want their problems to be solved. They didn't want the outside interference. And that is much as what is happening in the international community right now. They're going in without a true understanding of the nature of Hopuru energy. And Hopuru includes both what you would now call the Jews and the Palestinians, that includes the Jews and, and much of the, of the Arab world. It is a family situation. The family has to work it out. But for Shambra, stay clear in what you're doing. Bring your energies together. Let the energies of Hapuru then reflect off of your unified energy. Thank you. Hi, Tobias. Mm. Is this on? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, 
I I really resonate with being a teacher, um, and I can feel you know the excitement and the passion in that, you know, kind of under the surface almost. Um, <laughs> but uh, this choice of of being a teacher brings up a couple of human queries and issues. <laughs> Indeed, and and you are speaking not just for yourself, but on behalf of most of Chambro. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess <clears throat> I'm just kind of wondering, you know, wh where where do I start? Where do I go from now, you know? Excellent question. <laughs> that is a question so many Chambro have been asking lately. Where do I start? What do I do? Actually, you start on the base that you already have. In other words, you've gained a tremendous amount of wisdom and knowledge and, and all of these lifetimes of yours. You don't want to throw that out. You don't want to start over. You take that current base of experience, and once you give your uh, intent to be a teacher, once you make that choice, and especially once you allow yourself the initiation of the Crimson Circle, then everything starts changing. All the energies around you start changing. You don't have to figure it out up here anymore. It just starts happening. The people come to you. The, the resources come to you. If you want to do something to right now as part of that process, there are many wonderful uh, schools that, uh, the, through the Crimson Circle that have been channeled by St. Germain or by I. Tobias that you can embrace and begin your teaching with that. But other things will develop as well. As you, as you accept this role and this title as a teacher, then, then it all starts coming to you, including the new energy component and the component of NAST. So you're sitting here right now wondering what to do. The only thing is to make a choice, and then it will all start falling into place. Then, as it starts falling into place and the people are coming to you and opportunities, the only thing you really need to do is keep your wits and your balance about you. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, what I'm truly trying to say here is it is very, it's very difficult to try to plan this out, to say, here's exactly what I'm going to do and here's how I'm going to do it. Because again, you're dealing with a, a very new energy situation. Understand that once you make the choice, that it just starts happening. Thank you. Thanks. My question is that I feel a sense of loneliness that is particularly strong now. I have a lot to be grateful for. I have two beautiful children and a husband who is Chambra too. But although he is Chambra, we still have our problems, of course. With him, I still feel lonely. In deep conversations I have with other people, I feel lonely. The more I feel I'm a teacher and the more I disconnect, which feels very lonely, the more I get in touch with this loneliness. I know also that this feeling is very old. It was there since I was born. How can I change this? This feeling of loneliness is very, very common amongst Chambra because you have gone out on your own. You have left uh, old orders and organizations. You have left your angelic family. You have left everything that you were connected to. You've disconnected from even things like the field. So you are by yourself. 
the gift in this is that you're learning to become a sovereign being. You're learning to find the happiness within. You're learning to find that your own God self is within. You're learning to bring in all the various aspects of yourself that have been scattered all over. But yet this loneliness is persistent because you can continue to feel energies of, of family and friends and, and things that you've disconnected from. Again, a very, very common feeling. This is eventually replaced by the feeling of wholeness or completeness within yourself. The fact that you're not dependent on family or friends, you're not dependent on any orders or any organizations. Because you're not dependent on them, you're not feeding off of them, then you can choose what you do want to participate in. When you make that choice to be a part of something once again, then you'll find the energies cannot feed off of you and you're not feeding off of them. As a teacher, for all of you, understand that when you're working with students, they're going to go through very much the things that you've gone through. Remember when you went through this feeling of the dark night of the soul, when you were in the darkness and the abyss, when you went through chaos and confusion in your own life, losing jobs and, and relationships and things that were near and dear to you. And then remember when you went through the period of loneliness. That is when you let go of everything that you were feeding off of and was feeding off of you. But then also understand that you come to the point of completeness, which it alleviates this feeling of aloneness that you now have. Thank you. Thank you, Tobias. My question has to do with the previous one that was here at the micro microphone. Um, I recently made a decision, um, which I feel is just out of the realm of anything that I've ever done on <laughs> this lifetime, and um, I was somewhat taken aback when you called what I thought was my personal genie a correspondent, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I thought, oh, this will pave the way. So I guess my question is, how much of this in 3D do I actually have to do, or do I simply allow and allow the, the people, the whatever, to come to me? It is a combination of, of um, both. And what happens first is making the choice. And St. Germain put it to, to everyone uh, very directly in a very distinct way by saying that we're going to do an initiation and, and intentionally trying to push buttons with that. To make you contemplate and think about your choice, to make you understand that this was not to be taken lightly. Once you make a choice, it changes the energetic characteristics uh, of you. It changes your um, uh, comp energetic composition. And by changing the composition, it also changes what is attracted to you. If you hadn't made a choice, for instance, about being a teacher, your energetic composition, or I don't want to call it a vibration, the composition would have remained the same and nothing would have happened. Once you make a choice, you re-energize yourself, almost like being a magnet, for instance, and now you're polarizing yourself differently. That in itself now begins to bring in new and different opportunities. Sometimes those opportunities will come to you instantly. Sometimes they'll take weeks or months because 
other elements of energy in, in the world around you and in the angelic realms have to readjust themselves uh, to fit you. But then the opportunities start coming in. The opportunities are like a gift, and it's up to you whether you want to unwrap them or not. There are opportunities that will be presented to each and every one of you that will come your way. Then it is up to to this portion of your consciousness that you call human, whether to accept that, because there's going to be work involved in a lot of it. And the opportunity or the gift is there, but now you have to do things like show up for appointments, um, pay your bills, travel to go do your teaching, put up with listening to other humans' problems when you just want to scream and, and um, in frustration and tell them that they are God also, go away. And, <laughs> So there are what we would call manual or human things that need to be done. And again, if you look to us, you look to spirit or, or these other entities to do it for you, they can't. That's why you were here on earth. Your correspondent, this angelic being, doesn't handle those type of things. The human being within you handles those type of things. So we've heard a few comments and complaints um, along the way from Shambra who were starting to venture off as teachers saying, but I didn't think I would have to work such long hours. I didn't think that you know, I would have all of these other responsibilities that go along with it. But that's where the humanness comes in, you see. So it is a combination, bringing together Nost and humanness, allowing the energies and the opportunities to be delivered to you. So what you're saying then is I should go find the land. <laughs> that is that is an interesting question, uh, and it comes down to a very very personal thing. At what level is this being created? When do you need to take action on your own? And this becomes something that you have to feel comfortable with. Uh, for instance, um, we are we're going to share a few stories here, but we're continually <laughs> going back and forth with Caldra and Linda. Do you make the commitment first, or do you allow the energy, the resources, and the money to be there first? That is, that is a very interesting question, and it is a personal choice. It, is, it is, really depends on where your comfort level is. Uh, their comfort level, um, quite frankly, is... Um, Watch it. <laughs> is, uh, what we would define in the higher risk categories. They, they, they know in their heart that this is what they want to do, they know in their heart that um, they are also representing the interest of Shambra. So they are willing to do things like, um, as they recently did, uh, put their own personal names on a very large financial commitment, um, unbeknownst to Mo Shambra. Um, so, so it is totally up to you. That is your choice. That is where that is where the energy of Nost really comes in, because you've got this dilemma: which goes first? You know, do I make the decision? Do I, do I jump out and make the big commitment? Nost will come in and actually present the solution, perhaps not in the way that you would have thought, because the brain is limited, but in a very beautiful way. So, so my my uh, prescription to you is Nost. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Once in the morning and once, once at night. At night. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Very good. 
By the way, for my um, my prank from now on, I'm going to carry around little signs that say, uh, "Your God also go away," and I'm going to put it on churches. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a good prank? No comment. Bias. I have some new information. I didn't know it. I was a part of 144,000 or 100. <laughs> anyway, can you tell me the name of my family? No. <laughs> Why? Two reasons. Uh, Calder could not pronounce it. There is not a <laughs> there is not a human or even anything in English that would even come close. And secondly, um, we have a, a policy uh, here on this side. Uh, we never share uh, a spirit name. Uh, often we are asked uh, by people what their spirit name is, and we never share a family name. These are two very, very unique and precious um, things, uh, elements. There comes a point where one day you just realize what your own spirit or what you would call your soul name is, and we would never want to take that gift away from you. It would be like unwrapping your Christmas presents for you. We want you to do that, and when you come to that realization, it is, it is beyond words. The same goes with the spirit family. The spirit family name has changed as well from what you might have originally known it to be. And particularly now in this next 18 months of time, the spirit family name is transforming. It's uh, because, because you have changed and therefore the energies of your angelic family have changed. The name changes also. It's not like humans. They pick a name and they stay with it all their life, most of them. Angelic names and spirit family names are constantly evolving, and it's not a, even a pronounced name. It's, you'd have to, sometimes I have to chuckle. Um, it's so difficult. It is a combination of sound, music, uh, a name, color, vibration, and sometimes a little bit of screaming, all mixed in together. <laughs> so it is very difficult to even pronounce the words. But, but what happens at some point, and it could happen in the middle of the night, it could happen while you're driving your car down the road, you just know it. And it is so profound and will, will resonate through every part of you. And I would never want to take that gift away. Thank you. Thank you. Tobias, um, I've been working with the Oslo sessions with letting go of control, and I have chosen to totally let go of control, body, mind, and spirit. And so why am I feeling stuck with that? (laughs) Um, Because of controls. Um, (laughs) There are... There, and I mean that very seriously. There are sub-controls on the controls. Uh, you are such a uh, wise uh, creator, you all are, that when you devise control systems, you always have backups, and you always have backups to the backups. <laughs> a good controller always has that. And what is happening is you're now into the second and sometimes, in some cases, the third level of your control systems. And... These are now kicking in. They're actually much more subtle. Uh, they're they're much more um, hidden than the obvious control systems that are on the surface. But they're not nearly as strong. They're not. Uh, you basically kind of can equate this to um, um, a security system, a backup for uh, a computer, for instance, where you have 
where you have different levels, but the lower levels tend to not be as strong. So what you're doing is just working through the levels. Now, the best thing to do here in allowing yourself to give up control is to not control the process, you see. Because a part of you is saying, I'm letting go of control, but why isn't it happening? You see, that is a bit of a contradiction in terms. And it is just about, I, I would say, a bit of daily breathing. And you've already let go of the um, the password of the control. In other words, you've you've already given permission for the control to go, and, and it is starting to do that. And I just let it go. You're going to find out that it, it, it just starts disappearing. Thank you. And, and uh, you were too much in the mind here. Come back here a moment. I knew that. Um, <laughs> I knew yes. that. <laughs> um, the mind is a, is a beautiful thing. Uh, and the mind is a wonderful thing. It, we actually spent um, uh, tremendous amounts of time and energy and resources in Atlantis developing the mind to make it such a perfect thing, but we overdid it. Uh, we put too much focus on it. And your mind is highly tuned, highly, um, uh, highly trained. Overworked. You, yeah, and, and overworked, indeed. And in a sense, the overworking of the mind has also uh, caused caused you to activate control systems that should have never been activated. Now you're letting go of it all. Um, you're you're releasing it all. Can you accept that it's a natural process and that you don't have to control it to have it happen? Acceptance yes. means natural. Yes, thank you. So a bit of breathing and go out and have more fun. My gosh, the last time... <laughs> Thank you. Indeed. Sorry to embarrass you, but I embarrass myself. (laughs) Yes, Tobias, I have made a very strong choice to move forward in teaching in a bold way, however it presents itself. Some of the things that we've been doing has had us on the road traveling for several years, and now there seems to be an opportunity presenting itself perhaps to uh, settle down at least temporary, um, on a temporary basis into an area that is strongly military, strongly fundamental, and has a lot of energies, and we may even be in association with a very traditional medical doctor in the same building. I'm just wondering, is are we better off continuing to move or to stop in one place where we can move energy there? You pick your own assignment. We, it is not handed out from us. <laughs> you, you pick your own service. Um, what you are doing is you are basically feeling the attraction of being able to make a, a huge impact. You're never uh, one to be shy. You and, and uh, the dear one that works with you are uh, you are tremendous movers of energy. I'm going to tell you one concern I see here. I, I see you you attracted to an area that um, that definitely could use teaching, not preaching. It has enough of that. Even though you've been on the road for a while, you're going to find it very, very unsettling to settle down. (laughs) You're going to find it very difficult to not be on the move. You, as I say, are a tremendous energy mover, and therefore you find it very difficult to stay in one place. So if you choose to do this, understand it will be for a... um, It will not be a permanent situation, uh, that it will be short-term. There is tremendous... uh, teaching that you can do there, but also because of the the immense energies in that area, it, it's going to have a tendency to affect you, and what would have started out as the passion to teach could be turned into the perversion of preaching. 
Uh, and it, it would creep in very subtly, and pretty soon you're no longer a teacher or a listener. You're a preacher and a talker. So be aware that those energies could, could play with you that way. Okay, thank you. Two more questions. Um, several more. No, two. <laughs> Good afternoon, Tobias, my brother. Um, I would like it on the Akashic Records that I have accepted this responsibility of being a teacher and a healer, and I would ask a blessing from you. Mm. Indeed, you have that. Uh, you have, you have my honor, and you have my my love more than anything. And uh, and you realize you don't need my blessing; it is just about yours. But I love bestowing blessings on, on <laughs> anyone. Thank you, and thank um, you, and um, yes, uh, for you and for all all the others who, particularly who took the initiation. And the initiation, by the way, and we'll state this very emphatically and. I'll let St. Germain state it on his own at some time. The initiation is not any type of control. The initiation is not any type of um, restriction. The initiation is simply accepting within yourself that this is what you choose. It is a self-initiation. It was not inflicted or or anything by us. We, we witnessed uh, recently... Shambra all around the world initiating the energy within themselves, the energy of Nost, the energy of uh, passion, and the energy of teaching. So we want to make it very clear that uh, this is nothing that is being put on as a control. Personally, in the Crimson Council, we don't believe in any of these uh, doling out implants or controls or any of these other things. Uh, our our job is to serve you and our job is to remind you of who you are and to remind you that you are God also. It, you already have it within. So thank you for allowing me to um, editorialize. Um, have we worked together before? Indeed, that is why you are here and I am here. Thank you. The, the essence of Shambra goes back to the, uh, primarily to the temples of Tien, although... We have all known each other on celestial realms, and we all know each other through the order of the ark. But in human terms, uh, we gathered together in the temples of Tian. We brought our our hearts, our souls, and our experiences together. They were incredible times, and um, I, I choke up a bit when I talk about the temples because that that to me was my true family on earth. The energies of um, Tian are coming back through all of Shamba right now, but the energies of that episode of Atlantis is coming back. You see the changes that are that are currently taking place in Cuba, and you see that there's energies trying to race in there like uh, like um, pests and varmints right now to take advantage of a situation that is actually quite beautiful. There are energies that want to um, take advantage of the rising um, energy of, of, of Tien that uh, have been protected for a while by, by the one who is currently in charge of the areas around Cuba, of um, the one you would call President Castro. 
And there is a, there's a major energy conflict going on here right now at, at many, many different levels. On the human level, of course, but on the, um, in the etheric levels. So uh, the temples of Tan were a beautiful place, and I feel very protective, as, as so many of you do, about it. But that is where we began working together. And then many of us worked together in lifetimes after that. And of course, I've not been around in some 2,000 years, but uh, indeed we have known each other and still work together. Thank you. Thank you. Last question. I've um, come to get a bit of guidance about my day job. Mm-hmm. A lot of shifting energies going on there. Um, not certain I belong there anymore. Have a concept for a new business. Uh, of course, that's always a little scary. Mm-hmm. Wanting a little insight. Indeed. And thank you for asking that question. Again, it is your personal question, but it is the question of uh, tens of thousands of Shamba right now. Mm-hmm. You have great ideas, Shambra. You've held them off, or, or in a sense, you've allowed them to be held off now, uh, particularly in these last few months. But uh, even to a degree, in, for several years of time, waiting for, for the right time. If you have an idea, uh, a concept, um, a, an invention, a book, any of these things, and if you if you feel it in your heart, not not just as a mind thing. And there's a difference. You, you should be able to tell by now when it comes from the mind or when it comes from the heart. But if this idea is in the heart, now is a wonderful time to go after it. Now, the head will tell you, but, uh, but what about my paycheck? What about my stability? What will other people think? Uh, will I be successful? Am I crazy in doing this? But the heart is saying it's time. Now, if you combine that idea by the way, it is floating out in the, out in the um, etheric realms right now. It is not a dead idea. It is hovering out there, and there are many, many of them out there. But now using NOST, you can bring that in and actually um, manifest it or bring it to life here on Earth. And it's not that, di- it's not that difficult. We were able, you were able to, to take pure energy, angelic energy, and somehow bring that to earth and manifest it in biology. And here you stand now. That in itself is proof that the miracle can be done again. You can bring in your idea now from the outer realms and materialize it. The only thing I would say to you is you've, you've li- already limited your idea in your, in your human mind. You've already put some restrictions on it. Therefore, when it does, or when you do invite it to join you in this reality, it's going to um, suffer a bit because it's grander than what you think it can be, you see. You won't <laughs> allow yourself to, to realize that you, you, you're putting the brakes on yeah. and you're giving birth to something here. You're giving birth to a creation. You're taking stewardship of it and you're allowing it to come to earth. Now, now let it come in big. Let it come in grand. Stop worrying about, uh, are my thoughts too grand or too big, or am I, am I deluding myself, or am I playing a game with myself? That is, um, as uh, dear Janice would say, puny human thinking. <laughs> and we don't want puny human anymore. We want, we want a strong and balanced human 
combined with divine and nost and bring these ideas in and then watch how they grow. So go for it, girl. Think big, huh? <laughs> Thank you very much. So with that, Chambra, I guess it is time to... (laughs) We do honor and respect the fact that the human body still gets a little tired, the day gets long, and uh, it's been a wonderful day. I want you to remember as as you go back out that uh, so many of you have made the commitment to teaching. Watch how the energies roll in to support that. Work with your correspondent angel. Don't worry about names right now. That, that will come to you. and Give them a nickname if you want to. But they are working to help with the energies on our side. And realize that the teaching has much more, is much more encompassing than just teaching on earth. You're also going to be teaching on many other levels, primarily with your angelic family. They've been waiting for you. And so it is. And so it is.